episode 171, Burning Out Isn't an Option. Hi, I'm Dan Krinas from the Leader of Learning podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure to check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I think it's pretty cool that you're spending your free time investing in your own potential by listening to a podcast as a form of entertainment and professional development, and that is pretty elite. This podcast episode is especially for teachers in distress and transition as we talk about avoiding burnout. In this episode, we'll cover eight steps to recognizing and dealing with burnout moments. So let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. I am not going to lie, as a mom, I'm pretty dang burned out right now. I mean, a toddler and an infant are just totally teaming up and taking me down each and every day. So as I was sitting at a red light this week, thinking about how flipping tired I was and how I feel like I'm a candle burning at both ends, I immediately thought about my own moments as a classroom teacher when I felt burned out because the feeling of having very little left to give was the exact same in this moment for me as a mom as it was as a teacher. And so even though the stressors were different, the end result of burnout felt the same awful feeling. No good, no good, no good. What's funny is that this talk about burnout has actually been on my mind the last three weeks because I have partnered up with my edgy buddy turned bestie, Amber Harper of Burned In Teacher, and we put our two great minds together and we created the Always a Burned In Lesson mini series on her podcast. And so in part one, we talked about the value in PLNs, Professional Learning Networks. Part two, we covered seasons of burnout. And part three, we talked about edgy heroes, lifelong learning, and taking risks. So if you missed out on those awesome episodes, check out the show notes to this episode and all the links are going to be there. Just go to alwaysalesson.com, click on podcast. You'll find the episode you're looking for and bam, just like a blog post, the show notes are there for you. I share a quick summary of the episode, some dang good quotable moments from the show, any important links referred to throughout the episode, directions for leaving a rating and review, and then ways to connect with me. In my burned out mama misery, I thought it would be worthwhile to spend a podcast of my own diving deeper into burnout and why it happens so that more great teachers remain in the classroom instead of exiting our schools. Now, there are a ton of reasons why teachers reach burnout, and I am not going to spend time making a list and sharing it with you today, but I do want to talk about what you can do to prepare for burnout. Yeah, that really sounds doom and gloom, like writing your own eulogy or picking out your plot in a cemetery, but it's actually a very proactive way to handle potential burnout moments. And I say moments because elite educators are going to deal with things head on before they become too big to bear. And burned out moments are so much easier to handle when they remain 
just moments. So hang with me as I talk about recognizing and handling burnout before your teaching career goes dark. Just like a candle is meant to burn bright, so is our teaching hearts. You are meant to do this whether you knew it as a kid like me or you found it as a second career later in life. Either way, you were called to serve our nation in a very special way by impacting kids who are our future. And that is a pretty big deal and required a lot of energy, emotionally tolling energy. And I don't want your fuel tank to go empty, your candle to burn out, and then all of a sudden, your bright career is now a blackout. You deserve to live your dream. And it's not going to be Carolina blue skies and rainbows. (laughs) Do you like what I did there? But it is going to be a heck of a lot better than bottoming out in the pits of burnout. First, recognizing the moment before it happens does not require some magical powers, just some reflection and planning. So in part two of the Always a Burn and Lesson miniseries with Amber, I confess that I had experienced not one or two or even three moments, but numerous seasons of burnout. And I used to think burnout was like this big catastrophic moment where my life would implode, but I was more like lighting a firecracker that if I got to it fast enough, I could defuse it. And just go on with my day. But if it blew up, it was loud and it stopped me in my tracks. But it was still manageable because it was just one. And luckily, I thought well on my feet and was able to figure out why it was happening so I could not repeat it. But also recover from it. So in thinking back about each of those burned out seasons that left just as fast as they came, I realized there was a few things I should have considered at the beginning of my career that could have helped me avoid okay, maybe not avoid, but deal with these moments when they came. And maybe then I wouldn't have felt as burned out as I was. And like I said, burnout takes an emotional toll every time it appears. So we have to remain resilient in our fight against it by preparing for it. My personal suggestions for the acknowledgement stage is to consider the following eight things. Number one, your personality. You got to know yourself to help yourself. Point blank. I know I'm type A and I own it, but if I ignore who I am, I'll never work on the right weakness and hone the right strengths. So know you. Number two, know your limits. At the end of the day, we all have a limit. I knew I couldn't work past 2.30 in my classroom before I got hangry and useless. And I also couldn't work past nine at night because my brain was fried. I was just so tired and productivity was low. I knew when I was sick, tired, or emotionally sidetracked, I had hit my limit and shut down. So think about your emotional cues. They usually appear when you're about to hit your limit, like the tears welling up in your eyes or the anxiety sprinting from your toes to your head, etc. Just know your limits. Number three, know your needs and wants. You are living your best life while also helping others do the same. You undoubtedly have needs you need met, but you also have wants that would be cool if they were met. And you can't advocate for something if you don't know what it is. So be clear with what you need in your job and what you want. Number four, your desire for growth and your own goals. You're elite, remember? So you obviously have goals and a desire to grow in your profession. So get real with what those things are and how you're going to get there. If you can't define where you want to go, you can't protect it when it's under attack. Number five, your schedule and school calendar. This seems silly, but stress often leads to burnout and an overly packed or unpredictable schedule can become a highway to burnout if you don't take the time to make all the puzzle pieces fit. Number six, your school and district goals or initiatives. 
There are going to be things that your school and district care about that might not align with your own beliefs or needs or wants or desires, but it's going to be part of your job to care about them and account for them. So before they become stressors, know what they are, like not just be able to name them, but get to know them deeply so that you can prepare for their arrival on the train of burnout. Number seven, your job duties. You unfortunately don't get to just show up and teach. I mean, that's pretty ideal, but pretty unrealistic. There are going to be other duties out there that are just one more thing on your plate. But as you're getting the drift, if you know what they are, you can prepare for the overwhelm when it comes. Think carpool duty, committee meetings, required trainings, whatever. Number eight, your principal's leadership style. Sometimes you can get burned out just because you clash with someone and it happens all too often. You don't have to like your principal. You don't even have to agree with your principal, but you do have to work for and respect your principal. So with that being said, knowing their leadership style will help you hone in on what they think is important and eliminate other things to help bring down your burnout meter. Okay, so now that we talked about my personal eight suggestions for the acknowledgement stage, let's talk about acting efficiently and emotionally constant as possible with the burned out moment. It's going to ensure it remains just that a moment, just a blip on the screen of life. It's pretty straightforward. You see it coming and you deal with it. The end. You can't see it if you don't know what you're looking for. It's like trying to find Waldo when he forgot to wear his striped shirt. He'll be right up on you before you even see Mr. Burnout himself. All it takes, folks, is recognition and action. But if you do not spend the time understanding yourself and your circumstances, there is absolutely no way you can see that burnout coming, let alone deal with it when it shows up knocking all crazy on your doorstep. And you might be wondering, okay, well, how do I deal with it? Well, I'm no burnout expert. You should probably become a burned-in teacher under Amber's care because she'll help you get that under control in no time. But I can tell you, I dealt with burnout by turning down the heat on the stressor. If it was my schedule, I reworked it. If it was my principal's request, I asked questions to better understand their leadership. Whatever seasonal burnout arrived, I acted immediately to bring relief. I changed grade levels. I changed school demographics. I advocated for a better way. I forged my own way. I took risks. I got a mentor, just whatever I could do to bring down the heat. And I'm not saying that you can't cry and yell and whatever, but action better come quickly after or burnout will start sucking up your energy like a tsunami and spit you right out. All right, so you get it. You're with me. Now what? Just like you're investing in yourself right now by tuning into this podcast that's undoubtedly going to give you actionable steps to perfect your craft, you're going to turn around and invest in yourself some more by doing your homework. So grab a piece of paper or your device and get reflecting. Think about the examples I gave about evaluating your circumstances as well as yourself so that you are armed and ready for burnout. If you take the time now to prepare for these not so fun moments, it's going to be a breeze when it happens to you on the job. Put your gloves up. Ain't nothing going to take you out of the teaching game. Nothing. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast and understanding the potential for burnout and preparing for it so it remains only a moment instead of a dreaded memory. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. (laughs) 